Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Obis Partners. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about this KiwiSaver secret sauce. How to use your KiwiSaver to buy rental properties. And often, you hear how you can't use KiwiSaver as a deposit to buy a rental. And that's technically true. But there are ways that some would-be investors can access their KiwiSaver to get them into property investing sooner. So Andrew, what is that traditional way to access your KiwiSaver for a rental? So let's talk about the traditional way before we spice things up and share our secret sauce. So for a KiwiSaver withdrawal to be considered legitimate, you need to live in the property that you're buying for six months. So traditional strategy, just use your KiwiSaver. Six months later, move out of the property, turn it into a rental property. The main positive here is that your KiwiSaver is going to be tied up until you're much, much older, so you actually get to use it. And then secondly, if you move out of that property and rent it out later, well, you're in the rental market, you own a rental property, and, and you can carry on renting, like I did. The cons? Well, you're going to have to live in that property for six months. And look, that potentially might limit where you buy, because if you're based in Auckland right now and your job's in Auckland, well, you're not going to be able to buy in Christchurch because you're not working there. So not everyone can do this. It really comes down to the affordability and, and what's going to be actually practical for you. I'll give you another example. Let's say that at the moment you've got your KiwiSaver and all you can afford is a one-bedroom property. If you've got five kids and you're going to have to live in this property for six months, it's probably going to be quite impractical <laughs> to move your five kids into that one-bed property. The bank's not going to sign that off, are they? Well, definitely not. So it's not going to be feasible for everybody. And this is also based on the idea, we're assuming here that you don't own your own home already, because typically the way you'd buy an investment property, you leverage against your own home. So in this case, we're just talking about KiwiSaver. And actually, you did this, didn't you? Yeah, in my instance, it was actually okay because I was able to buy in Christchurch while technically working in Auckland because if you work an office job, it's really easy to do this or it's easier. If you are driving a forklift, for instance, in a warehouse in Auckland, it's going to be much more difficult for you to do that because your job requires you to be physically there in person. So it doesn't work for everybody, but the traditional way can help. So Andrew, take us through, though, the secret source. Okay, let's think back to that podcast we did last week on Wade's case study last Sunday. And just to recap, he owns a house in Ashburton and his partner doesn't own any part of the house right now, but she's got 12 grand in her KiwiSaver. Now, that KiwiSaver can't be used for a rental property unless you do it the traditional way, which means they're not going to be able to live together. But she could go and buy a property and live in that if she wanted to herself. But one option, she can use her KiwiSaver to buy into his house. So they can decide, right, we're going to partner up now. And so she's going to buy shares in that property, essentially. And that's going to decrease Wade's mortgage. As soon as that happens, that increases the usable equity in the house. So if she takes 11000 out, which is what she can withdraw from KiwiSaver, because remember, you have to keep $1,000 in there, pays the 11000 off the mortgage, that gives more leverageability against the house so they can borrow back that $11,000 to put towards the deposit for a rental property. I want to take you through the numbers just to get really clear about how this works. So we said it in that previous episode, Wade's house was worth $355K and his mortgage was about two thirty. Now we said if he tried to go and buy an investment property right now, he'd have $54,000 in usable equity. That's his deposit, 54 k So what would she do? 
She'd take her KiwiSaver out, buy into the house, the mortgage would go down, and straight away, they would be able to borrow their 11K back out, at least from an equity perspective, because his mortgage has gone down, and they're easily able to borrow that money straight away. But the key thing is, they're getting the 11K out of KiwiSaver, paying down the mortgage, borrowing it back out. That takes his deposit from $54,000 up to $65,000. Now, if they were going to go buy a new build with a 20% deposit, that means they've increased the maximum amount they can spend from 270 k up to 325 k So there's a lot of numbers in there, but the main thing is, by doing this, they can potentially afford to spend an extra $55,000 when searching for a property. But of course, Andrew, 325k is probably not enough, slash it's not enough to buy a new build investment property. Yeah, and that's why you need to be clever about the timing of when you withdraw this money, because you only get to do this once. Once you withdraw the money, you can't access it again. You can't access any more of that KiwiSaver later on. Now, if they withdraw the money right now, they're not going to be able to take action right away. So here's an idea. Maybe they want to leave it in there for a while so they can develop their plan and say, right, we're going to do this over the next couple of years. We're going to keep contributing, or she's going to keep contributing to her KiwiSaver. Now, the benefit of that, it's not just her money. It's her employer's money as well, because they'll match the contribution up to whatever they've agreed on. Plus, they get the government contribution every year. Plus, they'll hopefully get a return on the money. So over the next however many years, couple of years, they're going to keep accumulating money. And then when they're ready to go, then they take the KiwiSaver out, pay the mortgage down, borrow the money again, and buy the rental property. So the key thing here is you'd only pull the KiwiSaver out and use it to pay down the mortgage once you're ready to buy the next investment property. That's the key thing. And the reason you want to do that is you want to keep getting that employer and government contribution in there because that's going to help you build it up more quickly. But important to remember that not everyone can do this. It's only going to work if one partner owns an owner-occupier and the other person, A, has KiwiSaver and B, doesn't own any other property yet. So it's a specific situation, but a really interesting one that is going to work for some younger people. So Andrew, if you're going to do this, what else would a young couple like Wade and his partner need to think about? You need to have a relationship property agreement in place. And this is because Wade's already got a property. He's already got equity in there. He needs to protect what he's already built so far, or they need to come to an agreement of how that's going to be treated, because otherwise, in the event that they separate, this is going to get really messy. So just as pondering some ways to do this, the way you might do it is you might draw a line in the sand and say, Wade's already got 40,000, I'm just making up numbers, worth of equity in the property. She's putting in another $11,000 in the event of a separation, because moving forward, they might split the cost 50-50. We're going to take our initial deposits out, and then we're going to split the profits 50-50. If, on the other hand, they're not going to be able to share the contributions towards holding the property evenly, maybe what they'll want to do is structure it like a shareholding. Okay, well, he's got 40K, she's got 11K, work out what that is as a percentage and then contribute your percentage towards the cost. Yeah, well, in actual fact, though, he's putting in much more than 40K because if it's... I just made up the numbers, I said that. Oh, yeah, well, he's actually got about 125-odd K in that property. Yeah. So his shareholding would potentially be quite small. Now, one other question that I think some listeners might be thinking is, 
is it unethical to do this? And look, people will have different views. Some of you listening to the show will look at this and think, oh, this is actually a really great way that young people who are struggling to get into investing in property, maybe this is a great way that they can get started if they fit this very specific criteria. Some others listening to the show are going to see this as going against the spirit of the scheme if you do, do you this. Really think so? I think there will definitely be some people listening to the show who will think that. But she's just buying into an owner-occupied property. Yeah, but you're using your KiwiSaver in a way solely for the fact that you're going to be able to get an investment property. The wonderful thing is that people will have different views. And my key message here is that it all comes down to how you view it. Some people are going to think this is the best thing since sliced bread. Others will say, hey, look, don't think it's for me. And just want to acknowledge that. Right, we're going to wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you're thinking about building a plan like Waited as Partner, you might like to see, you know what, how close to my financial goals am I really? And to do that, we've released a free piece of software. It's called My Wealth Plan, which we've released as part of the launch of our book. You can get this for free at mywealthplan.opuspartners.co.nz or tap or swipe over the cover art. I'll drop a link in there. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Tim McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicole. And we're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you do the most after you sell the property market. Until next time, 